Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message from the Vandalia, Michigan campus. For more info, look us up at newdaycommunity.org. So if you have something that, oh, wow, that didn't feel very loving. Okay, we need to check that, that out, what's going on, because God is love. I, I think that's so crucial. So 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. So he went through the gifts of the Spirit in 12. 
So follow the way of love, eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. Verse 3 says, But the one who prophesies speaks to people, this is crucial right here, for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. So the one who prophesies, this is verse 3, speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Verse 5. And this is Paul. This is Paul talking. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone can interpret it, so that the church is edified or built up, strengthened. When we were born again, God gave us the ability to hear his voice, not in striving and being perfect, but in resting. The Holy Spirit lives in you, and your spirit man receives the spirit things of God. So let's all say this together. Everything about me is designed to hear and recognize the voice of God. Everything about me is designed to hear and recognize the voice of God. So this this is like I listen, I wasn't taught this stuff in church. Okay. People didn't what the church I grew up in, they didn't understand this stuff. Um, because you're like, if I can't understand it with science or whatever, then it can't be true. If I can't see it, but God is invisible. He's a spirit. So they didn't know what to do with this stuff because like, I don't know what to do with this. But what I, what I want to encourage us this morning is to say, you know what? Okay, if it's in the Bible, it has to be true. What do we do with this? What are we going to do with this? I got saved when I was 16. Started reading my Bible and I'm like, man, the Jesus that I'm seeing, the people I go to church with, I don't see this Jesus that I'm reading about. Healing people, giving words of knowledge, words of wisdom, all these gifts. I don't see that. So like we have to wrap our head around, okay, what's what's going on here? I don't think God has changed, right? So somewhere we're missing the boat. And that's where I kind of come to. And that's what we went after. So there's this misconception that prophecies have ceased. Have you heard of that? <laughs> Jack has not. <laughs> well, Jack, people say that. They say, well, in 1 Corinthians 13, 8, it says the prophecies will cease, the tongues will cease. That's true, but it says when the perfect one comes, it's later. Well, the perfect one hasn't come yet. When 
when Jesus comes, there's no need for prophecy because he is prophecy. There's no need for tongues. There's no need for the gifts because he is all these gifts. He is all of them. But we still see in part in 1 Corinthians. So I don't buy this thing where it's not needed anymore because it is. We still live in a broken world. And I don't know about you, but what is the prophetic for? In 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3, it says, what is it for? Strength, encouragement, and comfort. Strength. How many of us need strength right now? How many of us need comfort right now? Encouragement. And how many of us need some encouragement right now? So I still think we need this. We need to be built up. I seriously think that's a problem with the Western church. A lot of it is we are not built up. Um, another misconception is that it's, it's, it's scary. Like I was told as a kid, it's scary. It can lead you to the demonic world. It can lead you down a bad path. So, two weeks ago when we spoke, I, no, I didn't. I didn't say this. It was on my mind. I didn't say it then. We, we were taught about the gifts like this. We know there's artificial stuff out there, right? Fake stuff. But the devil can't create anything, right? All he can do is what? imitate. So if something is real or if you see him doing something, the enemy, then you know there must be something real. So if this can lead me down a demonic path, then there has to be something that's real. Because he couldn't create it. We were told, so we were explained to this once. He said, this um, had a gentleman tell us, Luke, think of it like this. Um, if Joe gave me a wallet with five $20 bills in it, thank you, Joe. And two of them were counterfeit. Joe, what would be wise of you to do? <laughs> Save them all. <laughs> what the wise thing is is not to throw the whole wall out and say, "Well, two of them are counterfeit. I can't trust any of this. I'm going to get rid of everything." Right? No, we hold that twenty dollar bill up, look for that bar that shows that it's authentic, and the ones that didn't have it, we burn them, throw them away, but we keep the real. So anything that has value, that no, no one is out there creating fake $1 bills. Why? Huh? It's not worth your time. There's no value. So that which has value is being duplicated and imitated. That's you see where I'm going? You see, see where I'm trying to say that? There's value to this, or he wouldn't put it, waste his time on it. 
make a side note. There's value to you guys. And you know that. If you need a little encouragement, strengthening, and edification, some building up. Because if you weren't being going through struggles, if everything, then there, you would have no value. He's all, if there's an attack, there's value. That means you have worth. God's voice, here's, here's, another, here's another myth. That God's voice is going to be loud, audible, stern, holy voice booming around us. That can happen. But a lot of times it's that soft thoughts. It's the thoughts. The prophetic needs to be edifying, encouraging, comforting. I want, I want us to understand those three. Um, Because that's, that's for us, as the church, as believers, that's for all of us. That's what it's for. Yes, it can foretell the future, but a lot of times it's for our strengthening, our encouragement, our building up, our comfort. The prophetic is as simple as hearing God's voice for other people. What did Bill and Mary Lee talk about last week? What were the four keys to hearing God's voice? Do you guys remember? Well, there was four keys to hearing. Yes, it does have to line up with the word of God. That is absolutely true. But there's four keys that Bill and Mary Lee spoke about. One was... We quiet ourselves, we become quiet, we shut off all the distractions, we fix our eyes on Jesus, we tune in to listening, and then we write it down, we journal, the two-way journal. So one of the things that I love the most about the prophetic is it, it speaks love to people and when you get a prophetic word from someone you feel not only loved but you feel known by the Father and I think it's really important to to know that all prophecy should come out of a place of love and before the prophetic is actually a spiritual gift it needs to be a heart culture in us um, one, one of the goals of Revelation and, and the prophetic is really simple. It's just to see what God sees and to hear what he hears and to speak what he speaks so that we can love the way that God loves. Um, Revelation is given to us so we can carry a piece of God's heart from eternity into the world. When, I think just personally for me, um, when Luke and I, probably one of the very 
first times that Luke and I had a prophetic word from somebody. Um, it, it didn't set very well with me. First of all, it was a little bit scary. And then the word that was given to us came from a place of um, kind of control and manipulating and um, judgment. And so when I when I heard that word, um, I'll tell you just a couple parts of that word that we got. We were we were visiting um, out of state, and the pastor who was in charge there, um, he really liked Luke and I, and he really wanted us to be a part of his ministry there. And so a lot of the word that we got in that weekend that we were there. Well, that's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> no, so a lot of the words that we got while we were there that weekend, um, they just felt really like controlling. Like, okay, you're you're going to do ministry in the city, and you're going to like preach to people, and you're going to be part of this certain group, and all these different things kind of during the week. And then and then at one point, it, uh, the prophetic word that we got was that if we didn't follow what God had for us and this great plan that we would lose our home, we'd go bankrupt, we'd lose everything. and I and Luke's wife, me, would get sick and die. And I was like, yeah, I don't think that that feels like the heart of God to I'm me. I'm really surprised you didn't go with that. <laughs> so, like, right away, I just I just felt uneasy about that. I'm like, this is not right. And so, um, I just, in my spirit, said, I just, I don't receive that. That's not a word from God. So, I think that people have encountered that kind of prophetic words, and it just doesn't feel nice to people. But, um, as Luke and I grew, kind of, in, we, we began to read and listen to things and, um, and kind of experience different things, and it was so powerful for us. Like, I just, I, I mean, we have, I don't even know, I should have looked how many prophetic words we have, but probably over the past, maybe, I don't know, 15, 15 years, I would say we've had, oh, we just had a lot of words spoken over us that have been so incredibly um, encouraging, and and one of, one of the first good words that I remember um, we decided to go down to Elkhart to IHOP. They were doing prophetic and prayer rooms down there, and we just heard about it, and we weren't really in a circle that, like, was doing that at that point, and so I, we just said, let's go just see what it's about. And so we went specifically um, to go into one of the prophetic rooms, and, rooms, and when we got there, they, they said, well, we're not going to do that tonight. We're just having a guy up on stage. He's going to preach a small sermon, and we'll see what happens. And so we, we had our kids. I think we had three kids with us, at least. And um, we we just sat in the service, and at the end, the, the man on stage, um, he he said, this couple down here in the middle of the room. He um, sat in the back. Yeah, he I don't know how he saw it. He's like, this couple down here, are you, are you together, the ones with the kids? And we were like, yeah. And he said, um, he, he just began to like speak so incredibly personal to us. We we were in the middle. Okay, so we went to we went to the service specifically probably for me because we were in the middle of just a lot of things. We were changing so much of our foundation. 
and so much of our belief system. And it was so scary for me because I was like, this is what I've always believed. We're kind of, we're kind of shifting like how we're even raising our kids. We're shifting what church we go to. We're doing all these things. And I, in my soul, in my spirit, I'm like, yes, that's what I want. We were reading books and listening to things. And I, and I was on board, but I was, it was so scary for me because it was so different from a lot of our friends, the direction that they were going. And it, it was at a point that if we made some, some decisions going forward, it was gonna change. It was really gonna change the course of our life. And to me, that was just big. And so I just said, I just feel like if I could have a word, like that would just help me settle my heart. And so he like began to speak directly to me. And he was like, he said, I just, I just feel the Lord saying like, you're on this path and you keep like looking back and you keep looking off to the side. And, and he said, you know, you just keep asking all these questions. Like, am I doing the right thing? Are our children going to be okay? Are you know, in my, and he just like said so many of the questions that I had in my heart. And he said, I just, the father is saying to you, you're on the right path. You're making the right decisions and your kids are going to be okay. And your marriage is going to be okay. And just, so that those are the kind of words that Luke and I have got like so many times. I think, I think for me, like a lot of times I question like, I don't know, my parenting seems to be one of my biggest, like, oh, am I doing this right? You know, how is this going to turn out? And and I I could, I bet I have had six prophetic words from people who do not know me say, I just want you to know, like, you're, you're praying about your kids and you're concerned about your kids. Do you have four kids? Like, do you have a little girl or, like, do you have an older son? And, and I just want you to know, like, they're going to be okay. They're going to love God. They're going to follow him. Just so many times that I've got those words. Um, but it always, it always, it makes me feel so known. It makes me feel so loved and like the Father knows exactly who I am and what I'm feeling and what I'm in the middle of. Um, one of the quotes that I love, um, Chris Ballatin says, is true prophetic ministry looks for the gold in the midst of the dirt of people's lives. And I think when we begin to practice the prophetic for other people, not only um, not only does it call out the gold that God sees in them, but we begin to love people like God loves people because we hear his heart for them. And anybody can look at somebody and see dirt in their life. We can all look at somebody we know and be like, oh, well, get that together. You know, you'd be better off. Or this is kind of a weakness of yours. But when we, when we hear God's heart for people, and we love them like he loves them, it starts to change our perspective for people. And we just, we can see the gold so much easier and faster, and we can call that out in them. Um, I think some people also are just more prophetically gifted. Um, I don't often see a lot of pictures when I'm praying for somebody or when I ask for a word for somebody, I don't often get pictures. A lot of times they're just pretty basic words or a phrase or something where Luke a lot of times we'll see a picture more. Or, um, and I just think God, God does, he speaks through our personalities a lot. He speaks our language. It's a familiar voice that he talks to, to us with. And um, 
so I think to get hung up on like the way that he he's going to bring a prophetic word, it's easy to do, but there's so many different ways. He can bring just an impression to your mind. He can bring a word, a picture, um, a song, um, a verse. He can speak through dreams. Um, we've had incredible um, people have had incredible dreams that we know, like that the prophetic word comes out of that are just amazing. Um, there's a book that's called um, The Ultimate Treasure Hunt. Kevin Dedman wrote that. And it's a really fun, it's a fun read and it's, it's so practical and it's really simple. So um, the idea that he talks about in his book is that you can do treasure hunts. And super easy, if you're going to the grocery store, you can involve your children in it, or if you're going by yourself, you can just, um, on your way to the grocery store, or wherever you're going, just ask the Holy Spirit to give you a word for somebody. And you can ask him for clues, like, okay, give me a clue about this person that I'm gonna encounter today. So he, um, he might give you a clue like bright yellow shirt or polka dot sandals or like something that you're like you're on the lookout for as you're going into the grocery store. And then um, you can ask him for the word that he wants to speak to that person. And it can be just really simple. And sometimes starting out, like if he gives you, if he gives you the person, um, say you're going to the grocery store and he says bright, bright yellow shirt with stripes or something so it's like pretty obvious and you you're but you don't necessarily get a real definite word that you're going to go with practice and start out simple because you always know God loves everybody his heart is for them to know that he loves them and so sometimes I just will say like if I see that person but I don't have like a real specific word just say you know what I was praying on the way to the grocery store and sometimes God talks to me about people. Would you mind if I, like, told you what he showed me about you? And they're like, oh, okay. And you can say, like, he, he gave me this clue that I was going to see somebody today that had a yellow shirt with green stripes. And that I think that's you. And so if I didn't have a real specific word for them, I would just say, can I just share, like, the Father's heart for you? Like, he loves you. He wants to know you. And he... He just wanted me to let you know that, that he loves you, he cares about you, and he sees you. And something that simple can just help us to start practice, because that's the heart of God. And if you didn't, if you got the picture of who it was going to be, you can just go with that and just start simple with, like, he loves you. Um, yeah, so that's, that is, in like, a, that's a, a great way to evangelize. And it can be as simple as, can I just pray for you? I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know what it is, but I got your shirt in my mind on the way. So something crazy is going to happen, and God is for you and not against you. And so you can just, just, but what it takes, friends, is, and this is kind of like, this is my heart this morning. We have to get to this place where we say, you know what? Stuff's real. 
doesn't mean you have to like jump in and start standing on a hilltop prophesying with you. But just that simple act of faith of saying, yes, I believe. I do believe. That, that right there opens up the door for the Holy Spirit to say, great. We'll start working together then on this. And th this, this treasure hunt is a like Shan says, a great way to jump in, but it doesn't have to be weird. You don't have to be weird. Because <laughs> Jeff's like, that was weird. <laughs> but it does take a little uh, faith, right? Because this is the thoughts we have, well, how do I know if that was actually God? Do, do those thoughts come to you? Like last week when Bill and Mary Lee were speaking, hearing God's, how do I know if that was actually God speaking? Did they explain that at all? I wasn't in here. I was with the children. I don't know. So I'm going to say it again just in case they didn't or in case you forgot, which I'm going to say is after. When the Father speaks, it's always what? There's love. It can be stern. But it's always loving, encouraging, building up, and comforting, right? We know it's the enemy when there's condemnation and guilt associated with it or shame. So when, 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 when I'm like, oh, Luke, you're an idiot. I don't think that's the Father speaking to you right there. Right? I, I just can't hear Jesus walking up to me saying, Look, you an idiot. That was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Now, Peter was pretty out there, right? Like, Pete was... He was wild. I don't... Now, he did say, I don't think he was talking directly at Peter at the time. He was talking to the spirit world. And he said, Satan, get behind me. But I don't ever remember reading, Peter, why are you so stupid? You can't get this. We've been three and a half years walking together, and we ain't getting it. No. So when I have thoughts like that, I know... That it's not the Father himself. That what I shared this morning earlier, that be, has become a feeling that now has become a lie in my mind that I'm an idiot. The Father speaks love, encouragement, and comfort. Us. Um, how are we doing? I know, I know, because this can be controversial, right? Like this can be, this can be some deep stuff. Like I've been told not more than once that I'm out in the deep end. I'm out in left field. 
But I also know that the Jesus I see in the Bible is a little different than the Jesus I was raised with. And if I have to go out the deep end to find him, I'm going to go out the deep end to find him. I'm not willing to settle for a boring Jesus. So I know that there's there can be, you know, this like, man, this is hard to really wrap my mind around. Are, are there any questions? I, look, I, I probably don't have the answer, but at least we can get them out in the open. Are there any questions about this? Like anything that we've shared, you're like, I don't understand that. Or, but what about this? I might be able to help you. If not, we'll get the man like Mark. He's got all the degrees and, and the accolades and all that. But I want us to get to this point where I say, you know what? Yeah, it's true. The Father is still speaking God. He still speaks to his children. We are his children. John 5, 19. Jesus said, I, didn't, I don't do anything except for what I see and hear the Father do. And we're supposed to be like Christ. So that's the goal, friends. The goal is to be like Christ. The goal is to be, like Shan said, like I love that Chris Valentin. The true prophetic ministry looks for the good or the gold in the, amongst the dirt of people in their lives. Like, like that is so powerful. So we gave you a couple, a good and a bad experience. I want to go back to the bad experience. Because as human nature, our human nature is to see this bad, and we take that wallet full of counterfeit, and we just throw the thing out and say, forget this, that was scary. But what that bad for us actually... We had another pastor, we were telling him about it once. He said, well, guys, that's, that's not the prophetic. That was an actual curse. And he prayed over us. He said, you know, I just want to break that off of you right now. I break that off of you. And so, I mean, I wasn't too worried about it because I know the blood is more powerful than the, or the light more powerful than darkness. But, but we, we want to be wise with it. And like Jeannie said, so when Shan and I give the prophetic or get the prophetic, it has to line up with the word of God, right? I had a dream once. I won't share it, but I mean, it was very vivid. So I'm a dreamer. I do, I do have a lot of dreams. It was very vivid. And I took that dream to a couple other people. I already felt like I knew what it meant. But then they confirmed it. So a lot of times the prophetic that you receive is already in your heart. Like, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it's a confirmation. Yeah, I felt that in my soul. I had one one time where I went up and the, and the dude said, Do you play instruments? That's what you call it. I don't know what you call it. You know, we give it a shot. <laughs> I see you sometimes just jumping up on stage, playing the piano, and you've never been taught. Now listen, friends. I believe God can do that in a 
and that man. So what I'm not going to do is disregard that word, but there's a special thing that when Mary, the mother of Jesus, she has the baby Jesus, people are coming and they're like, the prophets are prophesying, right? She didn't understand the words, right? That's what it says. What did she do? She hid, it says, in the Bible it says, she hid them in her heart. So she didn't understand what the prophets were saying, but she didn't disregard it. So I've received prophetic words before where I just sort of put them on a shelf. I have one where my feet, they saw our footprints going across the desert. I don't know really what that means. I don't think it means I'm moving to Africa. But I don't know, right? We don't know. But I'm just going to put that word, I don't understand it, up on a shelf. I don't disregard it. I say, Father, I don't understand that. I'm just going to leave it right there. We're going to let that baby percolate and just see what happens. Because I don't know. So I don't want it, like, I don't want it to be a weird thing for us. I don't want it to be, um, odd. It may be awkward because it, it, it's scary. We've never done it. But it doesn't have to be weird or crazy. But we are supposed to practice his presence. So we, when we do prophetic training, like in no one, I don't think anyone on our prophetic team is even here. John, oh, John and Jeannie, Jeannie, sorry. What we do in the, in the training is we actually line all of them up and we, we put backs to back and one line is supposed to get a word for the person on the other side of them. But what we do is we shuffle this line. They don't know who's behind them. We did this year and a half, two years ago, when we were doing the training. Unbelievable. Jeannie, where did you? I mean, just, it's, it's you're like, what? Are you kidding me? Listen, and this is the scary part. Like, we're afraid that all the sins of our past are going to come before. Like, Jeannie and I are, we're doing it, we're, you know, we're, we're in this training back to back, and Jeannie's just like, oh gosh, what is she going to know about me? Like, that's not the Father's heart. He deals with you, right? That if, if you're way out of control, we might need to have a spank and you know, and, and then something like that could happen. But the Holy Spirit's dealing with you on a daily basis on the things that need to change. I don't have to worry that Jesus is going to read all my trash mail, my junk mail. But I have to believe that God is for me and that he's good and he loves me and that good things are going to And it's amazing. It's so encouraging. So Shay and I, we've been up here debating. We're still debating, as you can tell right now. Do we do this or do we not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we thought it'd be fun to have you all come up and we, we practice, but 
Cause he's saying, I'm gone. So let's just do this. What, what is what is the prophetic form? Edifying, encouraging, and it's comforting. Those three things. So do you know someone, spouse, family member, or something, that needs to be built up, edified? Now that word has a meaning of concretely, of like a bunker. Like a, like, so if someone's like, like, man, I just need some safety know of someone. We're going we're gonna to ask the Lord for a word for them. If you know of someone that needs encouraged, or if you know of someone that just needs comforted. So if you know a family member, what we're going to do is we're going to take just a couple minutes here. This doesn't have to be a long process. But if you actually get something, I encourage you to write it down. Because it is easy to forget once we have watched our football game this afternoon and, you know, our mind's completely off of it. Oh, man, what was that? So it's, it's powerful. That's, that's the journaling part. Write it down. And a lot of times when you're giving a prophetic word, it might not really seem that great to you. Like, it can seem super simple. It can seem really like, eh, okay, just, just this word. But so, so many times to the person that you're giving it to, it's like super specific, like, a, a, you know, it's just so, it's so tailored to them where it makes, it means something to them. And even if it seems like really vague to you, like a lot of times if you just push through and you give them the word, they're like, oh my goodness, like just this morning, I, you know, this was on my mind or I saw this or I needed this. And so it's very, a lot of times very more specific to them than you do or than you think it is. Yeah, and that's true. Um, so let's let's do this. Jeannie, do you have anything like where like what Shan just said, like, yeah, this happened to me. I do. Would you I felt like you did. There was a word spoken over John and I that um, about our finances and we had all this money but we things on TV and heard things and we had a fear of our money and we're thinking at the time, what money is that? Oh, this guy left his heart. Trying to be a seasoned prophet of course the time. He says, no, we don't have any money. And uh, he said, but you will know what to do with the money. And and later in life it came to pass. Yeah. And it's like, wow, you know, but at the time it's like you put it on the shelf because you're like, there is no <laughs> but it did, it came to pass. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. So let's just take a moment now. And what I remember two weeks ago when I said, you know, the Lord a lot of times speaks in that place in your mind where, like, you're not out loud singing happy birthday or a song you like, but in your mind you can sing it. Or. In your mind right now, I can even walk into Jeff's house right now, in my mind. Mm -hmm. I can walk around back. Like, 
I can see it all in my mind. That place right there, a lot of times that's, that's where you'll get a picture. Or you'll hear the Father speak. Or you'll get a song. You might just get a song. And it might be a secular song. Can you believe the Lord could actually use? <laughs> you know, isn't that crazy? But honestly, that can happen. See, God, we just say, God, do what you do. We don't know quite how you operate necessarily, but do what you do. Because that's the most powerful way to do it. So let's just let's just close our minds. Let's get into that that place in our brain that the Lord wants to, is going to. I mean, Father, we invite an audible voice. I don't want to limit you right now, Father. We invite that. We invite visions. We invite all that. But Lord, also open up that part of our brain. Um, that hears that still, small, quiet voice. So let's just take a moment and just say, Father, maybe it's yourself. Maybe you need a word over yourself. Or if you want a word, come up. If you're like, you know what, i got to have a word right now. You're welcome to come up. We'll have Jeannie, Shanna, and we will, we will do this uh, live, so to speak. But... For, for the other person that you may know in your family, just right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, what is your heart for that person? What do you want to speak over that person? What is your heartbeat? Persistence is huge. We don't give up. If you're one time you try to get a word for someone and you don't, don't give up. Keep praying. I have meetings all the time with lots of people, and a lot of times, I'm every, and a lot of times I don't get a word for them, but I'll be like, Father, what do you want to say to this person? I got a meeting at 10 o'clock with them. Do you have a word for them? A lot of times I don't. Most times. Pursuing the Father's heart. 
light is greater than darkness. Lord, I pray that you would put your angels around us, that you would protect our minds, our souls, our spirits, in Jesus' name. But Lord, we are asking for your truth about us individually and about our family members. That your heart, your truth, and your grace would just be poured out into us and that we could speak life. We could dust off the gold in their lives and encourage them, comfort them, and build them up. We love you. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross our sins and giving us eternal life with